Good afternoon and welcome to the business community on Calon FM. With me, Tracy Jones. And me, Heather Noble. This week, we've pulled together a collection of our favourite chat splats. Now, I think we better explain what a chat splat is to anybody who hasn't already had the pleasure of hearing me and Heather ramble on for 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I can't remember where the name came from. It was just, I think we, it was just a bit like we were just speaking our brains about random subjects. So basically, we don't plan in advance. We do plan the show in advance. We don't plan the chat splats in advance. We just start recording. We decide a topic that we're going to talk about and we limit ourselves to 10 minutes to talk about that subject. And we have a timer uh, as well, which makes a beepy noise at the end. Yeah. So we, we make sure that when the 10 minutes is up, we stop. So we've, as Tracy says, we've chosen a few that we think you might find interesting while you're stuffing the turkey or wrapping those last minute presents or whatever, or just drinking the sherry, whatever you're doing. <laughs> and what will you be doing at this time on Christmas Eve, Heather? I will probably be wrapping some last minute presents that I've completely forgotten about. Um, and then what I do at the end of the day is I go around my neighbours and deliver my Christmas cards. That's like the last thing I do. And then Christmas starts. Lovely. I should, hopefully, all being well with regulations, etc. Having lunch with the family, uh, just the close family, the four of us, in the corn mill in Llangotten. It's a bit of oh, a lovely. tradition. So hopefully we'll be there. Um, oh, sorry. No, actually, I'll be sat at home listening to us talking on the radio. wrong, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Just play it, just play it in, in the pub. It's fine. <laughs> so the chat's black we're going to start off with, because it's Christmas Eve, is the one that we did, and it's called Christmas. And that's what we talk about for 10 minutes. Another chat splat then. Yeah. Have you been thinking of a subject? Well, given that it's this the most wonderful time of the year, I wondered whether we should talk about Christmas. That's a very broad topic. Just all of Christmas? Um, what you love about it, what you hate about it. Okay. Oh. I know, where do you begin? It is a bit <laughs> like that, isn't it? The thing is, the great thing about it is that it's the one day in your life, every year, where you can figure out where you were and who you were with. Yes. Good point, Heather. It's consistent. That's It's yeah. consistency, isn't it? Yes. Even if you don't bring them all to mind, you would actually know 1974. You would that have been... was the year that Auntie Flo did whatever exactly. she did. Exactly, yeah. Uncle Derek did whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and that not that isn't that the magic of it, really? I know all the... Yeah, I mean, all the highs and lows that people have do seem to be focused around that sort of period. It's quite a stressful period for a lot of people. At the moment, I'm feeling quite chilled about it, though. Okay. Because I don't do any of the cooking. Okay. I don't cook. Who with... cooks? My husband cooks. Your husband cooks. He likes a traditional turkey dinner. I don't eat turkey. I'm not particularly fond of potatoes. Right. Okay. It's not going well, <laughs> no, is it? No. Um, and so I, I, I would be. My, my temptation would be to jazz it up and do something different every year um however 
my husband likes to do the same meal every he's a year traditionalist to p- perfect that meal okay. every year um, and he's got the Delia book and he's got Hugh Fernley Whitting still meat book had them for years and it's just about perfecting that particular meal and everything about the day is pretty much the same waking up having scrambled eggs maybe smoked salmon on a muffin the glass of champagne so that's where I start to go downhill with the day <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but if you haven't got that's the, ch- the challenge if you have got to cook because I can't if I have a drink then I'm everything's going to rack and ruin <laughs> I mean everybody knows that if I say that we're going to sit down for lunch at half past one it's going to be two o'clock at least before we sit down so but it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. No. no, there's no deadline for it. And that's the nice thing about it, isn't it? Oh, I've just recalled um, a couple of nice things that I like to do on Christmas Day. And it's not quite the same in the area where I live now. But where I lived the last two or three times, after Christmas lunch, if it's sort of twilightish, ish yep. it's great to go for a walk. Oh, and you see all the Christmas lights. Yeah, well, you see all the Christmas lights. You see all the people using the front room. Now, this is why it's different, because in an area where I, I used to live, um, people didn't really use the front room much. Okay. And that was, like, the, the room oh, for best. the best room. Yeah, but if you went round on Christmas Day, at around that time, they haven't shut the curtains yet. Oh, yeah. And they're all sat down at their Christmas table. And you can have a good old gulp. <laughs> a nose at the yeah, yeah at what's going I, on I for really their Christmas. That. Um, I particularly remember um, when we had a dog, and we, you know, that's your excuse to be walking around gulping in people's windows. But yeah, just looking in and seeing other families getting together. You know, who's wearing their um, cracker hat on their head? Yep. Who's fallen asleep with their cracker <laughs> hat on their head? There's always a bit of that. What um, what would you do if you... Because a lot of people spend Christmas on their own, either through choice or through circumstance. Yeah. So what would you do if you were going to spend Christmas Day on your own? You wouldn't be seeing your kids, you wouldn't be seeing your husband, it was just you on your own. Oh. Assuming that that's a happy thing. And yes. that, that maybe the kids have, have grown up and flown the nest and they're with other people and everybody's happy yeah everybody's all right I think if i was in no no prison, they're not all dead or you're in prison or in, no no everybody's all right yeah okay. but it's just your day i think I, i've actually been so busy this year that i'd just read a book i'd love yeah. it yeah and maybe i'd have like toast for lunch yeah okay <laughs> and, and be you know really simple and really relaxed uh, that is would be my choice I know when I was younger, um, I used to volunteer with the Samaritans. Right. On Christmas Day, I would do a shift on Christmas Day. I didn't have kids at the time. Um, I was with a partner, you know, he'd be off doing his thing with his family. And I'd do a shift on Christmas Day. Mm. And that that felt like a positive thing to do. Never did, but always felt like, um, at the time, the biggest place you needed to go for homelessness was London. So shelter in London, crisis in London was the place to go obviously now I think if I wanted to do that sort of work I could go to any town or or city in the UK Um, but a good friend of mine did used to um, travel down to London every year to help with the homeless shelters I think that's one thing I wish I had done but I was, you know, otherwise engaged Yeah, I mean I've said, it's difficult isn't it when you've got family and you've got elderly relatives and you, know, you don't want them to be on their own but 
that is something that I would like to do just because I think it's a good thing to do Um, and and even I mean even if you just did lunch you can still have your Christmas you know if you want to do that you can still have your Christmas there's a friend of mine um, whose children um, went to the same school as mine Um, her and her children um, I I know for a few years they've gone to um, old people's homes yeah. or other you know, care centres and just gone to chat with people on Christmas Day which I think is lovely not just her but her, her kids she's taken along as well which I think is it's a really nice thing to do what do you where do you stand on the whole you know that it's it's too commercialised and you know, what's your take on that <laughs> my biggest beef has always been that um if Christmas stuff starts before my birthday, I'm not happy. And when's your birthday? It's 10th of November. Right, okay. And, you know, over the years, it's crept and crept into early November, and it just feels really wrong. I also, until I had kids, would hold off with the Christmassy stuff right up until the last minute. When I lived on my own, I remember putting my Christmas tree up on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve became the big excitement, get the tree, decorate it, you know, have a lovely evening. And Christmas Eve was the big day for me before having kids. But now with the kids, you know, they sort of we, we tend to put the Christmas tree up at the beginning of December. Um, I don't think we are terribly commercial. They are very traditional. We, we've covered that, yeah, haven't we? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the biggest one is it's starting too soon for me. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I quite like that whole idea of doing everything over the last few days. I mean, of course, you know, shopping and stuff like that, it's fitting it all in. But in an yeah. ideal world, yeah, I would, I'd put the tree up Christmas Eve, you know, have, have an, yeah, a glass of sherry, play Christmas music. I'm not ready for, for Christmas music. You know, and, and yeah. I, I poor, my poor old husband, I buy various things, Christmas treats, and then I forbid them to be yeah, touched <laughs> until <laughs> it's Christmas. You save them all until that one particular yes. point when it's okay to eat. And now it's all right, stuff. yeah. And that is Christmas Eve. That is a weird concept. I know. It? I bought that for Christmas. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. There is also that thing with your kids, where you know, like, what you want bubble bath? Well, wait. To Christmas, somehow yeah. I did that. Yeah, yeah, you can't <laughs> have <shampoo>? that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> get, wait, see what's in your Christmas stuff. Yeah, whereas in July, yeah, you'd just buy them shampoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what about family? How you know? Do you travel? No. So, since we had, the, we used to before we had the kids, we'd travel between my family in Stoke and and, and my husband's family in Wrexham. Um, but since having the kids, we sort of said, no, we're just going to stay put because they've, they've got their Christmas treat. They've got their toys and things and they just, you know, we don't want to get them up and out and drag them away. So people will come to us. So yeah. Chris's mum and dad will go to one of the siblings. So we get them once every three years. Right, OK. Yeah, and my On rotation. Over, yeah, and my mum will come over. But, yeah, we're very much fixed in our space. Plus, as well, how, how can my husband perfect his Christmas meal if he doesn't do it one year well yeah <laughs> and and is it fair to say that there has been a marked improvement on the christmas meal year on year um, oh, i don't really know i don't eat turkey 
Um, do, you, do you like mark a little score on the wall no. and put like 2020? He's got nine and a half out of ten. <laughs> There's a concept. Maybe I should start it. <laughs> Heather says I should score you this year. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't add to the Christmas tension at all, would it? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm quite happy just sitting in the background reading a book and letting him quietly get on with it. And making all the yeah, appropriate... Mm, noises yeah. when you're eating whatever you yeah if I started making a big thing about scoring him I might have to get involved too much <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the business community on Calon FM and this week we're playing you some chat flats and if you wondered what had happened to our normal business show this one's a bit different so this is where me and Heather get together for a little chat and we don't plan what we're going to say in advance. One of us generally just blurts out a word, a bit like having Tourette's. Okay. <laughs> and that's precisely what we did in the 13th chat flat that we published. And all of these pod- podcasts, these chat flats can be found on our website, thebusiness.community. But episode number 13, Heather blurted out cars and off we went. I thought it would be a good idea for us to talk about something that we've both had in recent weeks, and that is car. Okay. <laughs> both had new cars. We have. Yours is yours is electric. Mine is automatic. Yours is white. Mine is kind of white. And so I thought it would be good to have a chat about having a brand new car. How many brand new cars have you had in your life? Oh, let me have a think. One, two, four. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. What about you, oh, Heather? Um, well, no, I've had um, I've had two for, for me. Yeah. But on both occasions, because I lease my car um, and I look for a deal, I haven't chosen the colour spec and everything. Oh, right. OK. So Just this one's white, stock. the last one was black. So, but you chose everything about yours, didn't you? Well, yeah, I was just, um, this is on a lease. It's a company car. But I was just given a budget and told, go and get what you want within that budget. And also, because we were in lockdown and I wasn't going anywhere, I didn't necessarily need it to be in stock. So actually, my car had to be shipped in. I had to wait. I think Where did I it come from? Oh, it was either America or China. I'm not quite sure. So wow. Tesla, it's a Tesla. Um, it, it's made in America or China and, and they've got a number of other places. So I'm not quite sure where it came from, but it took about three months to get here. Um, so it, that was quite exciting. But um, I, I I did only have a limited choice of things I could choose because it was even at the very basic level, it was at the top of my budget. So I, I couldn't really upspec, and the cheapest colour was white. So that's what I went for. So I went for the most expensive car at the basic level. Right. OK. And now you're driving it because it's all electric. Yeah. How do you find it? Because I always think when we were looking for, so I've got a Mini, and um, we talked about whether to get an electric one. 
and I wasn't confident enough just to put all my faith in the infrastructure at the moment but how are you finding it because you've been away in it haven't you um no not oh have I been away in it no I haven't been away in it yet um but I've been on longer journeys um I'm finding it um not too difficult at the moment because I've not been able to travel as far as I perhaps would have liked to um but yeah but my my biggest worry was the, about the infrastructure, but my workplace has got charging points there. So okay. as long as I you know, charge up during the week while I'm there, um, then I went on a longer journey over to my mum's house and uh, my juice was nearly all gone. I was oh, my God, I haven't got enough juice to get home. Um, but fortunately, over that neck of the woods, there were some Tesla superchargers in the service station. And it was a Sunday afternoon. I got the kids with me. Bit of excitement. Let's go and charge up at the Tesla supercharger. (laughs) Um, So they they had some snacks at the um, service station, (laughs) the motorway service station on a Sunday afternoon. And it only took half an hour to fully charge the car. So it was quite a, a very reasonable experience. So did it feel a bit scary? Did you feel a little bit vulnerable or, or were you, did you already know where you would that you would be able to get a charge? I felt OK because, um, you know, I, I, I knew that um, if worse came to the worst, I could just plug myself into my mum's um, main circuit with the um, with the plug that we've got. I might have to have waited there for 20 hours or something to charge it <laughs> But interestingly enough, I wasn't quite sure what happened if you ran out of electric. And um, a colleague was telling me the other day that actually um, the emergency service, the fourth emergency service, um, actually can give you enough juice in your car to to get to a charging station. So just the same as if you run out of diesel or, or petrol, they can give you a little boost to help you to make your way back to the to a charging point. But there are loads of apps with with all the places of all the charging points around. So it just takes a little bit of thought, really, as it would do if petrol stations were scarce. Yeah, okay, I get, yeah. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where, you know, with your mobile phone, you can carry around a little power pack, can't you? So that if you you find yourself without mains electric to plug into, you can just take a charge out of your power pack. Do you think you'll have those in the boot of your car? (laughs) probably I've not got a clue I I don't I've watched quite a few videos before I got this car because I wanted to be prepared and at least to be able to drive the car away from the works car park after it was delivered but I'm no expert so um, there are lots of really good videos on um, YouTube and the likes that uh, go into a lot more detail on these things Uh, but I just needed to know that I I could essentially manoeuvre the car out of the car park and back home safely. I'm sure and there's a number of things that I can't, I, I'm not doing that the car is actually capable of. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. I had that with the Mini. So because it was the, the second one that I'd had, um, there were various settings that I wanted to be able, you know, like the display, because once now it's a digital display, you can decide, you know, whether you have your trip meter, whether you have your number of miles left in the tank, you know, all of that. So it took me ages to figure out how to get all of the different fluid things that I wanted to see and not wanted to see. Have Um, you had an automatic before, Heather? um, I have 
driven an automatic my husband had an automatic car um and in fact he had an automatic and I had a manual um but I have a problem with my elbow and I was finding that I was really struggling to put the manual into reverse so um so we swapped cars and then I got um the mini and is is the Tesla automatic yeah right yeah I mean, the thing, the trouble is, I don't know about you, but driving an automatic, I mean, I don't think I'm a danger to anybody. But every now, <laughs> you every now and then I think, oh, yeah, I have to do that bit. <laughs> it's just well, doing worst, everything. The worst thing for me was I, I've only had the, the Tesla for a month now, but already I've, I've you know, learned to accept that it does everything for me. It changes gear, it brakes, you know, it can even steer for me. So wow. um, I, I don't like that, though. It makes me feel a bit travel sick. So I prefer to be at least in control of my own steering wheel. But I, I got back into my old car the other day. Um, Chris Chris had taken my car to work to show it off, right. <laughs> show it to his colleagues. I'll blame him. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I had to drive that car, which is my car, which is now his car. We've done a similar thing to you, Heather. I, I passed on my car and I got the new one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I couldn't drive it. I, I stalled it six times going one and a half miles. Really? Is really it... heavy. And I, I, at one point I almost forgot to brake because of the Tesla. You take your foot off the brake and off the accelerator and it starts to brake for you. Was completely confusing. So I would say, actually, I need to be careful on the roads because uh, I, I, I could easily forget how to drive a normal car. <laughs> Is is um, your old car a diesel or a petrol? It's diesel, yeah, it's a big. Oh, and you were diesel. still st- and you were still stalling it. That's crazy. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a big um, diesel for towing a caravan. Right. Okay. okay. Which you can't do with an electric car. <laughs> oh. Oh. Just because it would burn all the juice. Uh, I don't think that you're able to tow with them. I don't think they're whatever the technical term is. I don't think you can tow, certainly can't tow a caravan. I think you can't tow a small trailer. But anyway, it's quite light, the car. So I think it might be too light for the caravan. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not into the technical stuff. I just know that that car's for towing the caravan and my car is for just having fun with. (laughs) And then because they're quite quiet electric cars, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yes, it's it. So do you have to have your wits about you a bit more if you're sort of in town or? Well, I, um, yeah, because I, I worry about cyclists not being able to hear me coming up behind them. Um, and, and obviously, you know, you're looking out for pedestrians, perhaps looking, not looking before they step out. But, uh, mm. So far, so good. And so if you if money were no object and you were choosing a car again, what would you choose? Would, oh, would you the go with the are up, Heather. I can't answer that question. Oh, oh leave it on a cliffhanger there. You're listening to the business community on Calon FM, and it's a compilation show this this week because it is Christmas Eve and we're playing four of our chat splats which are 10 minutes of us just talking about one subject and one subject only and just seeing where we go with it we don't plan them 
Um, so you've just been listening to us talking about cars. This next one is uh, is about books, and we we really like books, don't we, Tracy? Oh, we, do. we love books, don't we? <laughs> we? In fact, we love books so much that we did two chat splats entitled "Books by Mistake." By mistake, and when Tracy was preparing them and editing them, to, the the second one to go to go onto our website. Um, she said, we've already done this subject. And not only that, we pretty much said exactly the same things. Yeah. So when I was editing it, I thought, oh, no, we've already talked about books. How could we forget? But we are ladies of a certain age and sometimes <laughs> those sorts of things happen. And um, I thought I listened to them both and then realised that, yeah, the, the rhythm of the conversation the content of the conversation it was virtually word for word I couldn't believe it which goes to show we must have been telling the truth in both of those it was all yeah um, so we're totally genuine so whatever you hear it's the truth it's the truth so we hope you're going to enjoy this one this is us talking about books right it's chat splat time then okay all right quickly decide Heather what we're going to talk about I don't know what can we possibly talk about um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, <laughs> books. Oh, okay, books. Yeah, we haven't talked about books. Oh God, I've got, we talk about loads of books. I've got to stop buying books. It's getting really? ridiculous. Well, there's a pile by the side of my bed, which is just... Isn't that just life, though? Well, it is, but... What will you do without books? I think, I think I'm at the stage where I'm going to need to live to 104 to read all of the books. That keep you going. <laughs> That's your motivation to stay alive. <laughs> Just cut out the stack of books to read. What, what's your relationship with books? Exactly the same, yes. I like um, to read books, like to buy books, like to own books. I like to be able to touch them and feel the books. <laughs> so I like, I will read a Kindle book. But if I've read a Kindle book that has really meant something to me, I have to buy the real one. I have to buy the, the actual hard copy, paperback copy, whatever. That physical book, sorry, is the words I was looking for. Right, okay. Um, so I, I can, you know, ephemeral books, you know, some a bit of literature that you just, you know, a bit of fiction maybe, or, or even something we're reviewing for the show that I don't necessarily want to keep, then yeah. I'm okay with Kindle. I love the actual book. I like seeing it on the shelf. I like being able to to look at them and, and open them and flick through. I like writing in books. Do you write in your books? Uh, I tend to, well, I tend to put a mark in the margin or, or I'll underline with pencil, but I use post-it notes really just to, yeah. to mark, you know, these little mini ones, just yeah. to mark there's something on this page that is of interest, but I don't use pen. That seems wrong. That's what we were taught at school, wasn't it? With the pencil pencil and the ruler. And just underlining no writing in at school. Do you know, I found a book from when I was doing my English O-level. Macbeth was a play we studied at O-level. And uh, my daughter's just started to study Macbeth at high school. Oh, I've I've got that somewhere. And, And I squirreled it out, indeed. I still had a book from when I was 15. Um, and there it was, at Macbeth, uh, with with my very neat pencil underlinings, and, and no little... writing in it. Yeah, and uh, she, she found it very useful because she didn't have to share a book with anybody because she had her mum's book. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I'm and taking it. Shakespeare hasn't changed. <laughs> no, I don't updated. think they've updated it, have they? The, <laughs> the updated version of Macbeth. Yeah. 
So have you got a, a favourite genre? Do you always go for a particular style of book? Um, well, with fiction, I, the only time I read fiction is when I'm on holiday. Yeah. Um, and even then, I'm more likely to take... Um, a, a biography or an autobiography Absolutely. or a book that has some semblance of truth in it or based on something I'm not very good at suspending disbelief you know sometimes you'll be reading something you go oh this is just too perfect will you finish a book even if you're not enjoying it are you a complete finisher in that respect well um what I have learned over the years is when I was younger I used to think if I didn't like a book you know, within the first few pages, not worth persevering. But actually, I'm much more likely to keep on ploughing on through it because it will all start to make sense a bit further down the line. So I used to be like, oh, God, who's this? I have to re go back and reread who is yeah. that. It's like, no, just keep reading, just keep reading. It'll become apparent who John is a bit later. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, so if I feel that I'm not going to have time to finish a book, then I tend to not even start it. So if I was on holiday and I was coming home tomorrow and I knew I couldn't read a book in a day, then I wouldn't start another book. All right, okay. Because I know when I get home, I won't read it. All right, okay. Because, yeah, they're just in Literally time. a holiday book, yeah. 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 I, I recognise that I was reading only non-fiction, um, and particularly with this show as well. We, we, we get through a lot of books, yeah, don't we? Yeah, And And that's not a bad thing, because I, I, I love reading and love learning. But last year I made a conscious decision and I joined two book clubs, two very uh, different ones as well, two very different genres and, and are, are sort of liked by each book club. And that's made me read more fiction. And a couple of, of the books that we've been given in both book clubs, I haven't actually finished them. Okay. But I, I will give them a try. And, but that's and, part of yeah. your review of the book, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't want to read it all. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really feel it. And th there's one particular book that um, I tried to approach a number of times and I threw my, it was on my shelf. I'd still had it and I dusted it down. I was right, I'll give this another go. And I think I must have got to the same point of the book and lost the will to live for it. It's like, oh, I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to do this. But I've really enjoyed it because it has made me read a wider range of fiction as well because I might go for a particular genre and, and stick with it yeah. whereas actually it's been really good to just broaden my horizons a bit and read stuff that I wouldn't have ordinarily chosen but have enjoyed I've never been a member of a book club um, I think it's because I would feel that pressure that I needed to read the book do you meet yeah, once yeah. a month or something or <laughs> well we tend to meet every other month we don't tend to meet every okay. month okay so that's it, not quite so bad yeah um, but then you see I'd feel that if I wanted to read a book, if I wanted to carry on reading and I didn't, then I'd feel like I'd failed in some way. Yeah, I mean, and there's been times when I've gone to the book club and I haven't finished the book at all. And that's not, it's not frowned upon necessarily. You know, nobody's like judging. Well, they might be judging, but they've done it very secretively yeah. if they are judging me. I did start this year because a friend of ours has written a, a book of fiction and I started, we've had it since, I don't know, September and one of us is supposed to be reading it and one of us isn't hasn't so we got to a point where I thought right we've got to read this book and we've got to get it back to the individual oh, yeah. so I made a I put it by my bed at, over the Christmas period and it's like right so when we're back at work I'm going to read this every night have you and I yeah I read it oh, I, because good. I set myself right I need to finish this book 
because I needed to it because I wasn't the person who was meant to be reading it. Somebody else who lives in the house was going to read it. <laughs> but now and I started to feel guilty about the individual who was going to be waiting for feedback on this oh, thing that he'd taken years and years and years to write. So I did just literally read it over seven nights or something, just like, right, I'm getting yes. through it. And I really enjoyed it. That's good. That that discipline of actually, yeah. But it did sort of mean that I couldn't drink any wine because, you know, what if I forget what I read? Oh, I like to drink a glass of wine while I'm reading. That's that's all part of the I'm, enjoyment. If I'm reading, not, not I'm, that I need wine to get through books. But, no, yeah. if I'm reading, I have to concentrate on the oh, reading. Yeah, you're very good. Well, no, very I'm conscientious. Conscientious, that's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But at the moment, I've got lots of. So what? Um, I've got a book about uh, group coaching. I've got a, marketing for dummies. Um, I've got a book about head mindfulness and um, with those non-fiction books will you read the whole book or will you get an idea of it and then dip into it that's what that's what I tend to do but sometimes in doing that you, you think oh no actually I need to read all of this so sometimes yeah. I'll flick through and see what chapter do I want to you know oh, that chapter captures my attention then I read that and then I think oh actually they've referred to something in here I think I need to so I'm not very linear in my reading of books no no, I don't think I am either. Certainly not non-fiction, I think. Oh, if you're fiction, reading fiction, you have to, yeah. Um, so if somebody said to you, what's your favourite book, do you find you can answer that? Oh, it's really difficult. I think, um, no, I think it's really difficult because I think it depends where you are in your life. I mean, one of my favourite fiction books ever is The House on the Strand by Daphne du Maurier. Um which is about a guy who um, is looking after a house for a, f a friend of his and takes a mind-altering substance that takes him back in time. I, I absolutely love that book. I love the premise of it. It's set in Cornwall. But I read it when I was 15. Yeah. If I read it now... Have you it, not gone back to it no, since then? No, because I don't want to. I read, I read it when I was about 25. Yeah. Um, but I don't... I've got a book like that that... Um, it's a really thick book. It's a sort of a fantasy fiction. Um, I think it's called Imagica by Clive Barker. And I re read it in my teens. And I remember it was like, it felt like it was life changing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it was just a fantastic book. But I haven't dared to read it again, just in case I think it's just average That's or something the, now. Yeah. I can, I, in my mind's eye, I can see the places where that book takes you. And, and I kind of, that's okay. Yeah, but I'm the not very good. Of it. Yeah, I'm, but I'm not very good at watching films twice. You know, reading a book twice, you kind of know. I know the ending. I know the ending, <laughs> so yeah. But, Spoilers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, yes. Would I say that was my favourite book? Well, of course it isn't, but it's a book that is very important to me. But then, if I actually went along my bookcase and started to look at others, then they're all important. Yeah, I am David. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that. So it's safe to say we both love books. We love books, uh, but they do take up quite a lot of space. That, that is true. In the last segment of the business community today on Christmas Eve, we're playing a monster chatsblat. Now, all the way through the show, we've been explaining what a chatsblat is, but just in case you're just catching the last 10 to 15 minutes of the show, 
think we've gone mad. <laughs> I wonder why all of a sudden on the business community we're talking about this strange subject. We do this every so often. We sit down um, and we set the timer for 10 minutes and the first word that comes out of either of our mouths is the subject that we talk about for 10 minutes. And I don't know what was going on in our head on the <laughs> recorded this one, but the topic we're about to talk about is monsters. Well, often we try, coincidentally, we try to make some tenuous link back to business, but I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think it's possible with monsters. I think well, I don't we, know how it could be. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so Not this is quite mind. random. <laughs> This is quite random, but um, but hey, hopefully entertaining. So my suggestion is we talk about monsters. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> well, it's October. Halloween is coming, and I just thought, okay, so scary monsters. What does okay. it bring to mind for you when I say monsters, Heather? Oh, um, oh gosh. Well, I think it. I think it takes me back to, you know, like when you're a kid, when you think that monsters are kind of real and yet they aren't, are they? Are they? Are they not? I don't know. Don't, <laughs> don't monsters live under the bed when you put your, leave your foot out the duvet? Yeah, exactly. They could get your foot, all of those sorts of things. Yeah, it, I think it takes me back to being a kid um, and, yeah, and being afraid. I remember we lived in a house that, a flat for about a year so I think I must have been probably about four and the flat was it was above a shop in Hereford and it had this big like hall space that was dark and you had to go across it. So you'd come in through the front door, you had to go across it to get to the kitchen, across it to get to the bathroom. Um, and I just remember thinking that all sorts of monsters lived in there. And it wasn't helped by the fact that on the floor was um, a lion rug. Oh. You know, like a, a, a hide. Oh, a real uh, skin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a long time ago. So it was already quite a creepy place. But I can remember thinking that there were monsters lurking in the dark. And if you got up in the night and you needed to go for a wee, um, you'd do anything to not have to run across that that space where all the monsters are. But um, I've grown out of that now, I think. I you think? think. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, well, you just reminded me of a story. So we lived in a flat when I was uh, younger. So it was before the age of four, because that's when we moved into a house. I can't remember the exact age, but I remember there was a, a two-week period or so where I wouldn't sleep in my own bedroom. And, and I think it's more of, I don't know if I remember this now, whether it's just a story that my mum's told me over and over again. Mm. Um, but apparently I had a nightmare and there was a, a giant red spider at the bottom of the bed that was as big as dad. Oh. So um, that they've always been a bit of my monster thing. Uh, the way that mum got me back into my bedroom was she created a friendly crow that lived on the telegraph pole across from uh, my bedroom window. And Inky Crow would keep a watch over me and keep the scary spiders away. Oh, how lovely. Uh, Inky Crow was my protector. Oh, wow. 
Oh, did um did you ever see Inky Crow or did you yeah, just know yeah, that Inky Crow, yeah Inky Crow used to sit on probably very um numerous different Inky Crows used to sit on the telegraph pole but it was the same Inky Crow to me at that tender age um and and yeah so like I said I don't know how much of that is memory and how much is just story that's been passed down to me um, but then other monsters, things that scared me when I was a child weren't monsters so much as, as humans. Um, so I, I remember being terrified of the, the theme tune to the news at 10, because that always seemed to be like so ominous. Do, 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 do. Oh, yes. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My singing skills, not great. Um, and also it was the time of the, the Cold War and the threat of nuclear war. And, yeah. and I think that was my monster at the time. So it wasn't a thing, more of a, you know, just the human race fighting with each other, really. Feeling of impending doom. Uh, talking about theme tunes, I remember the theme to Tales of the Unexpected, the Roald Dahl Ooh, stories. Can you do the dance as well? Oh, I can wave my arms around, do the dance. Yeah, I'm full lycra. <laughs> but that used to. It, at the start, it wasn't so bad, but um, but then at the end, when you, you know when you are a little bit freaked out, um, it will. And, and the idea of going to bed after it, and even even now, if I watch something that's a little bit frightening, if I'm on my own. Um, I have to watch something a bit light-hearted afterwards before I can go yes. to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I nonsense. saw a meme on, on social media um, a few weeks ago that said, if ever you're feeling lonely, just watch a horror film and then you won't feel quite so alone. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true, isn't it? But with horror films, I... Um... I, I went through this phase a few years ago of wanting to watch something scary. I wanted to be frightened, like, you know, horror, not like psychological thriller. Um, and so Stuart kept finding things that we could watch and I'd just laugh. Oh, dear. <laughs> You've hardened up. Yeah. Although my mum then bought me The Shining for Christmas, which I don't think many mums buy for their, their, their children. But I haven't watched it. Have you seen The Shining? I've got to say, I'm not a big horror fan, so I've not seen any of the um, the classics that um, most people of my age should have seen. You know, The Exorcist, and 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 in fact, I can't even remember the name of them because I just know that's not a genre that I would watch. Yeah, I don't normally, but there, there was I don't know what was going on with me, but I just wanted to be frightened. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a bit weird. <laughs> I think if I just wanted to be frightened, I'd probably just go and stand next to the shed and look for the big spiders or something. <laughs> One thing I'm quite good at doing, though, is um, so I've been with my husband for 17 years, I think. Talking of never monsters. In... <laughs> Sorry? Talking of monsters. <laughs> Talking of monsters. I've been with my husband 17 years. Yes. Yeah. He's not a monster. He's a gentle giant. But... He has never, in all of that time, ever leapt out on me, said boo, um, hidden behind a door or anything. Is that a big disappointment to you, Heather? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But what happens is, if I if I don't know where he is in the house, I can convince myself that he's hiding behind a door. And I'll be saying, I know you're there. I know you're going to jump out on me. And he never is. He's always somewhere. 
Oh dear. <laughs> I can freak myself out, which isn't great, I suppose. But uh... oh, one day when he does jump out at you from behind the door, you'll you'll probably have a heart attack. <laughs> no, because it'll be it'll be like, oh my god, he actually did it. <laughs> he finally lived up to your expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, oh, I'm just such an idiot. I don't know. So let's go back to the subject of actual monsters then. Monsters, yes. Have you seen Monsters Inc? Um, I think I've watched the start of it and then didn't continue with it. Is that the one with the blue? There's a big blue furry monster in it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's a little girl, and it just reminds me of the photos I've seen of your niece. The little, oh. little girl with the like the dark pigtails. Oh, oh! I might have to have a look then. Yeah, to see. I think so you yeah. you might be completely offended by that. So <laughs> I do apologise in advance if you are. But she's very cute. Well, if she's cute, then it, yeah, then it will. <laughs> yeah, that will work. <laughs> what about other monsters? Actual monsters like the Yeti, what, or the Loch Ness monster? What are you thought? Oh yeah, that? the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, that's um, obviously doesn't really exist but when I was a kid I remember there was um some guys and they were literally using sonar and they were going to dredge the whole go across the whole lock to try and detect where the monster was and I remember being fascinated thinking crikey this is you know this is really going to happen and I think on Blue Peter they had like a picture from the air of the monsters you know and it's like oh my goodness no idea what they actually were but yeah I don't think I don't think it's really there what, yeah, what about you a lot of excitement about the monster wasn't there um again are we going back a few years I'm not sure if um children of today are quite as excited by the Loch Ness monster and the yeti um yeah well I don't know I, I like to think that perhaps well I do know that there are more things under the sea than we're aware of. So maybe Nessie or, or something similar is very, very deep in some channel somewhere that's connected to the sea. Uh, but I've seen some of the sea creatures. You see pictures of them and they're truly terrifying anyway. So that's enough mm. for me. I don't mm. think I need a, a Loch Ness monster. Just don't bring one of those blobfish in front of me. <laughs> Well, I've, I hope you've enjoyed that hour of Heather and myself rambling about <laughs> random subjects. We've talked through Christmas, cars, books and monsters. And all that remains for us to say is that thank you very much for listening to us. And we hope that you have a very lovely Christmas. When are we back, Heather? We're back on New Year's Eve so we can... Um, draw a line under 2020 and start to look forward to 2021. But until then, have a lovely Christmas. You've been listening to the business community with me, Tracy Jones. And me, Heather Noble. Join us again next week for more news, views and reviews from the world of business.